0: On this episode of The Metaphysical Connection, Paranormal News of the Week with Jason Cousineau. we talk about a close encounter of the furry kind and societal breakdown to to millennials and other members of other generations refusing to grow up. Then we move on to a woman who married a ghost pirate and now wants to call it quits. The Air Force confiscating hard drives from an aircraft that recorded a UFO sighting. Cannibalism on a Greyhound bus. Reprogramming your brain for success, according to CNBC, and more. I'm your host, Eric Render King Fisk, and this is the Metaphysical Connection for the week of February 16th, 2019. I, and I promise you, we're going to offend somebody this morning. I promise you. I, I guaran—I guarantee you. Just Great like start for the day. Wonderful start for the day, and people are going to be like crying, saying, "Why do you have to be so mean?" Well, why do you have to be so fucking stupid? That's what I want to know. So, a couple of weeks ago, it has it been a month yet? What's today? Today is well, we're recording on the on the fifteenth. So 15th. it was a, so it was on the fifteenth of January that I was talking. To This woman who is a nurse practitioner who works in um, the metropolitan Boston area and she talks about uh, um, providing um, health care to the forgotten realms, I guess, the forgotten people, people who fall through the cracks in the metropolitan Boston area. And she yeah. was and she was talking about the LGBT people in the region who do not get adequate health care because they're afraid to go to the doctor and say, you know, I'm gay and this is this, that and the other thing. There are still people out there who are still afraid of what how people would react if they found out that yes, they're they're gay. I and I think it's sad and I think it's unfortunate and whatever. Yeah. The people that really really concern her and she said that this is this points to societal decay are the number of people who have allegedly all of their shit together and somehow they just fell through the cracks people who have degrees in fields that are in demand i'm not talking about 16th century Martian lesbian literature. I'm talking about people who have degrees in engineering, science. um, The in-demand. The in-demand fields. Yeah. These people are falling into the cracks. People with mental health problems are falling through the cracks because for some reason there's a, a stigma, again, towards people who are mentally ill, who are mentally challenged. And one of the things... and. We were talking. We got on a rant and a tirade about the the shit she sees that may- that drives her crazy. Mm-hmm. And she said the people who drive her cr- the craziest, who really makes her want to grab people and shake them, are the people that she refers to as the furries.
1: <laughs> um. Does she mean the the furries, like the internet furries who dress up as anthropomorphic animals and stuff? Or is she calling them something different?
0: No, that's exactly who who and what she means. Oh, boy. And there is a segment of the nerd, geek, dork fan community who are furries 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yikes. And they are... And I and I said to her, "Well, what what makes them furries on an everyday basis? Like they wear like the like the the headbands with with the, with the animal ears, and you don't know it because you can't see it, but they have butt plugs with tails on them, and they wear them all the time.
1: I can't be healthy."
0: She went on a five. Ten minute tirade and this is like a forty five minute ride. Uh-huh. She went on a tirade about what the fuck are you do you know what you're doing to your anus? Do you know what you're doing to your sphincter muscles when you have a butt plug twenty four hours a day, seven days a week? Do you know what you're doing to yourself?
1: I I don't I, I don't that that's still a, a one way for me. That's not a I'm that's still an tra- exit only sign. That's that's uh-huh.
0: Uh, you know, I'm still trying to figure out, is she putting me on? And she's a nurse, nurse health care practitioner. And she begged me. She said, wait a month. So I have plausible deniability before you start talking about this on your stupid podcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't want to get into trouble. Yeah. So, um, and she was like, she was saying that there's like, they the there are these furries who are demanding e- the same equal treatment that the lgbt community has been fighting for for decades they they want to end discrimination against furries
1: well i don't know if that counts as I mean that's the the lgbtq whatever community i, I forget all the initials it's yeah. like they're up to seven now but the 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 lesbian gay trans community they've fought a long hard battle yeah to get to where they're at now and for the most part they look just like everybody else yeah you can't really pick them out in a crowd if they're walking around in general public um except for maybe perhaps the more flamboyant ones, um, they've had a, a, a tough row of it. Yeah. They really have. Uh, furries?
0: They want, there are, I'm not saying all of them.
1: Well, no, I, there's there's a subset. There's the activist core group kind and there's, of thing. And
0: there's an activist core to every, every group. I'm and just going
1: to say that that furries creep me the hell out. They, they do um that may not be politically correct of me whatever furries kind of creep me out because i understand taking on an alternative persona right, right. for or entertainment purposes yeah i get
0: that you role play with dungeons and dragons I do.
1: yeah i do i i, I do role-playing games yeah. i get all of that i yeah. understand the fun of it right but when that alternate identity starts becoming your, are you when you want that to become an everyday identity? Yeah. I mean, you're not talking about sexual dysphoria or something like that, where it's not truly an alternate identity. It's right. It's a. I don't know if the right term is psychosis or what, but it's it's a condition where your everyday is not the real you. Right. I mean this is this is completely fictional. There's no such thing as an anthropomorphic animal. And for some of these people yeah. to to try and convince others that their their alternate identity is who they really are when it's completely it's a manufactured setting right. entirely. Right. I mean they used to lock people up and give them electroshock treatments for things like that. Well,
0: this this you know? this so this story gets better. Oh boy. Flashback to the late oh, the beginning of the semester in 2015. And first day of class and I'm in my 2D class. And mm-hmm. this kid came in, and he was walking or skipping funny. And there were oh, no, no seats available. So he was sort of like sitting in the aisle, sort of like how like a rabbit sits on its hind legs and puts his paws upwards, and he was sitting like that. He had these oh. funny he had these funny ears on. Oh my. And the professor had sort of had said, "What well, can I help you?" And he says, and he said that he's here for uh, this class and he looked on the schedule and says that class isn't for another 2 hours. So, oh, oh, I'm early. Okay, I'm sorry. And then he bounds out like a like a bunny. Like a, like he's ba- he's bouncing like a bunny. And there was some really uncomfortable laughter. And yeah. um and, a, and a, the professor had kind of like said like, "Oh, it it takes all kinds." You know, it's, yeah. you know, it's just another if, if you're going to be in an artist, you're going to have to deal with some um, charismatic some, characters. Yeah. So apparently somebody, somebody reported the pr- professor for making a, quote, disparaging remark, an, an anti-furry remark. So he had to say, hey, everybody, you know, I know that like we had a good chuckle and all like that, but that's not cool. We're supposed to accept people for who they are, not the way they dress. And you could tell that he was like, he doesn't have time for this shit. Right. Right. And other and, people and, yeah. and to
1: be honest with you, who does?
0: Right. I don't have time for this shit. This is my time. Right. And um and we were talking and, and the thing is is that for a for a while there, there were these kids who were putting on when I say kids, I'm talking about freshman college students.
1: So like eighteen, nineteen year olds.
0: Eighteen, nineteen years old in the common area inside this big huge area with this large cathedral ceiling that's six no three stories tall and they and they have superhero capes and they're going shh, 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 like 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 you did when you were a child and kid a kid was showing up in like the green lantern uniform like oh, every boy. day because he self-identifies as a green lantern because he's he's not his word not mine queer he's queer and one of the green lanterns has out his out as queer so he's going to like honor that by dressing like this green lantern character every day and it was just like then the next day, this kid shows up to class every single fucking day as Darth Maul with the with the with the face makeup as Darth Maul with the with the with the little freaking horns on the top of his head. They're kind of like look like broken dinosaur teeth, I guess. Yeah. And I'm just you like, know. this is this is college.
1: <laughs> what the? These f-? are supposed to be. I mean, we've always been told throughout our lives, and and you and I are of the same generation, we've always been told that the college people are the future leaders of America. The future leaders of the world are the ones that go to college. And then you look at people like that and you just go, dear God, no. You know what I mean? Because why, if they, it's make-believe. It's freaking make believe for crying out loud. I, I'm I'm glad your favorite comic book character came out as gay, and and you're gay as well. So bully for you, and you want to show solidarity. You know what? Do something surreptitious, like buy a fucking Green Lantern ring and wear that. Because I guarantee you, you show up at a job interview dressed up like you know Green Lantern, they're not going to hire you unless it's DC Comics. They're not. And even then, DC Comics is probably gonna go, Yeah, we don't have an opening on the Green Lantern title right <laughs> now. Um how, how do you how do you feel about Sinestro Core? I mean, you know, I mean, what are they gonna they're, oh they're my just god It's the same thing, like when I got out of the Coast Guard, there was a guy who he was getting out of the Coast Guard. Yeah. He was it wasn't his end of service, he was being pushed out of the Coast Guard. Yeah. And he had gotten his face pierced. He had a piercing oh. in his eyebrow, he had a piercing in his nose, he had a piercing in his lips. Nice. And he's he's sitting down with him at the at the breakfast table in the mess hall. And he's like, "I don't get it, man, cuz we're going to the same classes cuz yeah. when you get out, they have these courses on how to how to do interviews and how to translate your military service into something that a civilian would understand." Right. So we're in the same classes. So he was sitting down. He's like, I don't understand it, man. I've been on like five interviews, blah, 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 this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, well, look at you. He's like, I'm not an idiot. I take the piercings out when I go to the interview. I'm like, and do you put on makeup to cover up the holes? He's like, well, they shouldn't judge me on that. I said, shoulda, coulda, woulda.
0: They do. They do. That's the problem. They do. It's not about whether it's right or
1: wrong that they're judging you on that. The truth of the matter is they have something, a job that you want or need. So they get to decide who they hire to represent their company. Even if they're not, even if the position doesn't involve them, it doesn't involve you dealing with the public and actually representing the company. The owner of the company has a right to hire people that he thinks or she thinks will fit within the environment they're trying to foster within their corporate culture. And just like, for example, I interviewed at ESPN and they did not hire me. Right. They did not hire me for any other reason than the fact that I do not, I'm not a sports fan and I do not like sports. Yeah. Good. Okay. Not a huge sports fan. That's no different than, say, an accountant refusing to hire someone who wears a lot of piercings in their off time. Yeah. That's literally no different. Are they discriminating against me because I don't like sports?
0: Yes. Yeah, yes, but that's part and parcel to the job. There is an element of discrimination, and I discriminate. That's... I discriminate all the time, Jay.
1: Everyone does. Yeah, everyone does. Like, you know, uh, getting involved in like the the entertainment community, the local entertainment yeah. community in in my area. You meet all kinds in the music world. You yeah. really do. You know, I've I've jammed with people who are just tattooed from their chins down to their navels, just nothing but wall-to-wall tattoos. And they usually play nothing but punk, but they're branching out because learning different genres helps you with your preferred genre. It gives you more, uh, more options when you're soloing or just in the background, whatever. It it makes you overall a better musician to play in different genres i've played in rock and roll i've played in sky I played blues i played jazz i prefer yeah. blues and jazz right but i've played in those other genres i've played freaking country fucking music on the saxophone yeah When was the last time you heard a saxophone in a country music song
0: jesus jay i can't i've think never of it. heard it Oh, well, i don't listen to country music that often so i'm sorry right I, you know you know but doesn't make you know me bad playing person. in those
1: different genres is expanding my horizons musically yeah so you meet people who are doing that, who yeah. are going through all of that, you know? And I've, I've had conversations, not in recent days, but I've had conversations with people who, you know, they have, you know, they're into punk. So they've got their hair, their head shaved with, you know, they've got shaved on the side. So they've got where their sideburns right. are. They got long hair growing down from yeah. there and it's dyed bright pink or orange or something. And then, the center of their head is dyed three different colors and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, you know, and I talk to them because we're, we're just musicians, man. You're just you're just cats talking about music right. and gigs you've played, places you've been, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I've seen those people be just dis- very discriminatory against people who are not into punk. Yeah. Oh, you just don't like punk because you're old. Thank you for making the assumption. As you're standing there with your it's multicolored not my, hair,
0: not my thing, not my. But, but do I, exactly, because I mean, and I, I, and here's the thing: I got to go back, and I have to say this because I know people are going to take this out of context. I right. discriminate every single day, but not in the way that people usually think. I discriminate against certain kinds of music that I don't want to hear. I don't want right. to hear certain kinds of music that does not appeal. That does not make me a bad person and it's once in a while I'll have a writer who listens to and I know it's this it's the same tongue song you hear this like this tick 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 and it's like you he can like hear it, this tap- rapid like kind of like this like this like um I, 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 this tintty kind of like and, and it was yeah. just like I couldn't imagine every and they're all listening it all sounds the same. Right. Well, this uh, And I music... discriminate against that because I don't want to hear it. That's a form of discrimination. And it maybe it's an ugly word, but that's what it is. And everyone
1: does it. Everyone does it. Like, you know, if you grow up religious, you keep hearing, you shouldn't judge other people. Actually, yes, yeah, you should. Yeah, <laughs> you, you should. You should judge other people. Because if you meet someone on the street and you know they have look like they haven't showered they smell like they haven't showered yeah. in 6 months you know their teeth are rotting
0: yeah. they've got lice they've got all this other kind of stuff
1: you're not going to invite them home yeah you're to jumping meet ahead your children. Of, you're
0: you're actually jumping ahead on me here on this cuz it gets worse right. this cuz cuz <laughs> this this month got worse by leaps oh, and really? bounds so and oh, boy. so i'm and i'm listening to um Seth Rogen podcast and back in uh-huh. on February 7th he had Sam Harris who is a neuroscientist and author of New York Times bestseller um what's the name of his bestseller here I think it's called end of Sam State. Harris yeah oh I don't know stop my Sam, head. I, I, yeah, I know no. who you're talking about though um he's a neurologist and he is talking about how. Technology is is rewriting our brains, and how kids are having a hard time coping with everyday skills.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: Um, the uh, of, waking up, free will, the end of faith, the end of faith. Okay, and talking about how kids kids can't function, and the, and talking about like um. And, and he he got on the topic of how the thing is, it is like every, also tagged onto a thing that we talked about earlier, recreational rage. People do not have enough, thi- they have too much time on their hands, I guess. We're not fighting uh, a world war against fascism. We're not trying to overcome some horrible disease like the measles or polio. And that's something I'm going to get to later. Mm-hmm. We've run out of the big problems, and now we're like focusing on on like the minutia of these issues. And I'm sure that for some people, LGBTQ rights is huge. It's pop. It's um. It's 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 huge for them because that's that's who they are, and they want to they want yeah. to be treated as equals. All right. This nurse practitioner had told me, and I th- I'm not sure if I had mentioned this, but she and so many other people in the lgbt community apparently in the boston area she i don't think that she was speaking for other parts of the country who mm-hmm. said that they are furious with the with the furries who are trying to attach themselves onto their movement
1: yeah well it's like the what do they call them the the maps the minority attracted people. Yeah. There's a lot of people in the, now my just full disclosure, my daughter's bisexual okay. and she's big into the community and she, I've spoken with her about various things within the community. Cause first of all, it's my daughter. I want to know what right. she's into. I want to know about what's going on in her life, but also because it's a fascinating topic, for right? Me, you know? Um, But at the same time she had mentioned that there is a big schism forming within the lgbtq community wherein they don't want to be associated or don't want to have certain groups associated with them yeah and one of them is these minority attractive people because that's i mean it's just not it's not something that The majority of that community wants to be associated with because they view it as being unnatural as being perverse whatever they don't like it right so they don't want to be associated with it and on the one hand you can say well that seems kind of hypocritical of them but on the other hand you can say well that just makes a lot of fucking sense yeah um at least in a homosexual relationship you're dealing with consenting adults when you're talking about a minority these children do not no. have the mental and emotional yeah. wherewithal to make those decisions for themselves and you can get into the pederasty you can get into the uh, of the ancient greeks you can get into the, the the similar practices of even like the samurai in japan um the ancient romans You know, there's been, that has been a part of a lot of different cultures across the globe. Yeah. However, there, to my knowledge, has not been any serious study that has found that to be beneficial to the minority involved. To my knowledge, I've not seen anything indicating that. I've seen a number of studies indicating that how harmful and detrimental it is to a minority. But I've never seen any that to argue the opposite i don't know if that's because none have been performed and that could be because within the scientific community that is shunned that is not a topic or a stance on that topic that is accepted no but i've not seen it um you know we're all familiar especially in the new england area familiar with nambla yeah right yeah um but is that any better or worse you know because it's same sex does it make it
0: any any better or i don't yeah it, it's, yeah i mean and the thing is, is like it's like it's an awful it's an awful thing to sort of have to address where it's like you have these people who have been striving for normalcy all of their lives and they've made great strides well, i would say equality not normalcy okay yeah. the lgbt has been striving for normalcy and yep. I have really evolved a lot, a lot in the in the past twenty years since you've known me. Yep, I would like to believe that you and I have both evolved on this conversation a lot. I would agree. And she had told me, and she was almost frustrated to tears. Whereas it's all totally like other people are trying to hijack their work and their accomplishments, and try and by hijacking it and with people who you know who are self-identify as furry are um just trying to make light of the lgbt movement trying to subvert their movement and trying to sort of like um you know hey thanks we got it from here and they're trying to um I'm not even sure if I'm able to articulate what it is that they're what they're saying. Am I am I clear on this? They're trying to subvert their I think movement.
1: I, I think I understand. I mean, they're they're basically almost taking it over in some extent. They're yeah. hopping on without having gone through the 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 groundbreaking steps. They're yeah. trying to they're trying to skip steps in the process for acceptance that the. The homosexual community just to make it easier to say yeah has spent decades working on right these people are trying to skip over all of that hard work and get to the point where they can just say you're discriminating against me and then have people go oh i'm sorry let's sue them let's make them realize they're doing a bad thing right you know um there's a lot that has to happen before it gets to that point though and to be honest with you I think the psychological community has, has to be engaged when you're dealing with people that are taking on fictional, fictional yeah. identities that are created in a fictional setting and applying it to the real world. Right. There's a, dissocia- there's a dissociative disorder that comes into play there. Yeah, are they doing that because they're trying to deal with some unsettled emotions that they've dealt well, with? Well,
0: that's where some other things have sort of like start to um, come into play here, right? And I mean, and I'm not a professional psychologist. I've am I'm,
1: I'm understanding, I have an understanding of psychology based upon individual study, but I'm not a professional by any stretch of the imagination. And I don't want anyone thinking that I think of myself as such. No. You know, I I do not understand it to the extent that I think people that should be involved in it should have. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's, there's, it's so complex. And making these changes fundamentally cause changes within society itself. Now, in the case of homosexuality and the acceptance of homosexuality, I have no problem with that. Um, And it's not just because i have that in my own family but also because in the reality of it what harm are they doing if they're consenting adults you know if if i'm saying okay that's immoral what's to stop someone else from saying well you play dungeons and dragons on the weekend so
0: you're actually encouraging devil worship and that's unhealthy and we've yeah and that's one of those things that we have really sort of
1: Right, and we've kind of gotten away from that as a society. So, and as long as they're consenting adults and they're not hurting anybody. Right. I don't see the harm. Yeah. You know, you can get into the religious morality of it and whether it's accepted and whether it's a sin, that's fine. Right. But that's should be in the religious community context. That shouldn't be within the greater societal context because we have a right to believe how we believe. Right. They have a right to believe as they believe. My right to believe does not supersede theirs and vice versa. Yeah. And when it comes to people like the furries that are trying to glom onto a movement that has existed for decades and try and jump line.
0: Yeah, that's exactly that's where. Yeah,
1: that's where you start getting into trouble because there's a reason why that process takes a while. There's a reason why gay rights is where it is right now and it's not because it's cause celeb it's because it's gotten to the point where it can be cause celeb you know um not to equate it but it's 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 almost like the outrage that they're feeling is similar to the outrage of the legal aliens who went through the entire process and spent the money and the time to become legalized citizens in the United States, how they feel about these people who are saying, well, they've been here for a while illegally, we should just make them citizens anyway.
0: Yeah. That's not fair to the people who have actually done everything they can to- Right. You know- And they've
1: they've put in lots of money and lots of time and lots of effort, and now you're just going to give it to these people? Well, now you've just cheapened it. Yeah. You know what I mean? and. I, I I understand the outrage that they're feeling. I understand why they're feeling that outrage. What can we do about it? I I really don't know. I I think I it's mean, it, first of all,
0: yeah, it feels like we're shoveling trash against the tide. But Sam Harris is you know is talking about like like there's something fundamentally wrong in society, and we're and we all observe it. And nobody is willing to put their foot down and say, enough. He was talking in this podcast about how there are human resource departments in certain businesses and corporations who have to, who are now being forced to make accommodations for people who self identify as furries in the workplace, such as putting litter boxes in the rest in restrooms in places of business and he sort of goes on to say that there is a phenomenon and this is this has been a growing phenomenon with generations with people incapable of becoming adults this is a part of a greater problem where people right. are not are not quote manning up as it were or womaning up whatever it is they're not adulting, right? And the th- and the thing is is that this is childish behavior. This is childish behavior. This is the behavior of a child who is behaving like this. Mm-hmm. Perfect example, my son Kylo his first Halloween was a Thumper costume. Thumper from... Um, yep. Bambi. From Bambi. Little mm-hmm. rabbit costume. When he was mm-hmm. three or four, it was adorable.
1: Yep. But at 13,
0: 14, mm-hmm. not so much. More concerning. And the thing is, is that are we... Are, how do we deal with this? And I'm extrapolating from from what Sam Harris had said. Are we going to deal with this as a... (sighs) Parents not telling their adult children to just grow the fuck up. You have to start acting like adults. There's there's a, a point where happy fun time is over. You need to go to work. You need to get a job. And you need to act like a functioning adult. Well, herein lies the problem
1: with that, right? Because right. simultaneously, we as a society, pushed by the government, are continually doing everything we can to increase the age of majority. Right. So yeah. now, twenty-one years old is is when you're legally an adult. However, you can still be on your parents. Yeah. You can still be on your parents' insurance until you're after, until you're twenty-six or yeah. twenty-seven. Right? Yeah. You can still. It's not. It's not culturally unacceptable for you to be 25 and still living with your parents. You know, and they're saying, "Oh, it's because there's not jobs available." We have less than four percent unemployment right yeah. now.
0: And if you listen to, are Mike- you telling
1: me there's really no jobs available, or are you telling me that it's just too expensive to live on your own? If you're telling me it's too expensive to live on your own, that is something we can approach. That is something we yeah. can look at. Why is the cost of living so high? Why is the cost of housing so high? Those are things we can look at. And there are economists who do nothing but look at those things. And that's an you adult know?
0: question. Those are it adult is. questions that adults need to ask. Right. So,
1: But if first of all, if you want to live as a fictional character and expect to be taken yeah. seriously, you've got a long haul ahead of you. And yeah. you need to start by not living in your parents' basement. Yeah, You need to start by having a full-time job by proving that you can act as an adult and that not only are you able to act as an adult, but you can do so as needed. And then this other thing that you do that you feel is your true identity, now you can start talking towards that with some authority, with some understanding of what it takes to be an adult and to be a contributing member of society. If you're 26 years old living in your parents' basement and just not having a job and bitching and whining that no one's taking you seriously when you're dressed up as a anthropomorphic dog, sorry. It's I... just not, that's that's not how society works. Because when you, in order for you to In order for you to have a say at the table, you've got to bring something to the table. And if you're just coming to the table with your hand out, the other people at the table have every single right to just push your hand away and say, I'm sorry, we're adults dealing with this sort of information, with this situation here. We've got bigger priorities we're dealing with. And that's where, for example, the homosexual community has a lot of valid point. They come to the table contributing. They come to the table, they have jobs, they have careers. A lot of them are very successful people. And they can come to the table and say, "Look, I'm a contributing member of society and I want to be treated like one without having to hide who I am." Now the other adults at the table have to deal with that and look at them and say, "Okay. We have to acknowledge your contributing member of society. Most of you are making more money than we are because you're of the DINK factor, double income no kids." Okay? So they are contributing to society. They are making a a contribution to our economy and all of that other stuff that goes along with being an adult, which means you have to take them seriously. So if you are a furry and you don't have a job, first thing you need to do is get a job. And you can't bitch about not being able to get a job because you want to come in and be known as, you know, Firestar, forest humper or whatever, (laughs) you know, you've got to be able to show up as an adult and prove you can work in the adult world. And then if you do that on the side and then you come to the table and say, look, this is who I really am. And I want you to accept me as who I really am. And I can do all this. The IT person where I work in the office that's closest to where I live is a cross dresser. Okay. Not a homosexual. Okay. He's a transvestite. He dresses up as a woman. Nice guy, really knows his shit. He is very good at what he does. And I have no problem with that. Real. I kind of wish someone had warned me that he was six and a half feet tall and likes to wear high heels yeah. because it was a little disconcerting to walk into the office and there's this seven foot tall man in drag. Right. Um. Just a little heads up, I would have appreciated. But... He's a nice guy and he's competent and he does his job. So honestly, hey, someone's got a problem with him putting on a dress. They got a problem with him putting on a dress. Well, the problem is with his personal choices, not with his work. Because he does damn good work. Yeah. And if you talk to him, he's a nice guy. He's married. He's got three kids. He and his wife apparently go shopping for makeup together. Yeah. I got nothing against that, you know? Nothing against that at all. My girlfriend and I like to go out and 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 eat sushi. Yeah, how is that any different than them going out and shopping for makeup together? It really isn't, yeah. if you look at it. But the important thing is that you've got to bring something to the table when you're when you want to change society. You have got to come to the forefront of the discussion being able to contribute to society as a whole, because otherwise just you're the, a child trying to play like an adult.
0: Exactly. Another issue, another, there's so many wrinkles to this. Right. That I thought it, that it was and this thing just kept this issue kept coming up. So, and this is really sick. This is what I'm about to tell you is really disturbing to the point where I quit for the night. I literally turned off my app on the cell phone and I almost threw out my, my magic light that I put at the front of the car that says, hey, I'm a rideshare driver. Mm-hmm. Picked up this woman at an apartment building and you could tell already there was something off with her. Whereas it's like her body was too thick for her head. And okay. she got in and she started telling me this elaborate story about where she's going and what she's doing. And um, and uh, her boyfriend, she's going to go visit her boyfriend who's uh, in a mental institution. Now, good for you for admitting that. Right. And she, her behavior, and she met her boyfriend in group therapy. Okay, that's great. I, I've been into therapy. There's not the stigma that it used to be. That's fine. Mm. That's great. But then there was this, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? And it was, parents will know exactly what this is. You know when your kid is still in diapers somewhere between the age of a newborn and three or four. And they have that nasty, sick, green diarrhea. You know that's... Yeah. And there's a certain smell associated with that. Yep. The car just started to reek of this fucking smell. Ugh. And I'm like, and now I'm getting a little like, like sick to my stomach, sort of like, this is not how, hel- this is not help. this is not good. And she says, oh, and I, and for some reason, she, she's just telling me her life story in sort of like this manic way. And she says, oh, and I'm, and I'm, I'm wearing six layers of clothes. haha. <laughs> and I, and I'm kind of like, I know it's, it's 28 degrees. And very. But the heat
1: works in the car.
0: <laughs> and, the, and and her behavior is becoming more and more erratic. And she's telling me about all of her boyfriend's special needs, as he has to sleep with his cell phone charger, his, you know, the 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 wireless cell phone charger, so he can get signals from the nest. Oh boy. And she'd get on. The the he, he'd get on the cell phone with him. She must have called, he must have called her six times when I know where her status was. And you could just hear him like screaming in the background, I need the signals from the nest, I need my signals from the nest. And oh I'm kind of like, and now I'm like, this, I, I mean, I know i'm a I'm almost a fifty year old man. Uh, I, I weigh one hundred and eighty pounds. I've been working out. I'm pretty cut and I'm a little buff. Mm-hmm. If I have to, I can defend myself. There's something about this woman that just said she's fucking crazy. and there's something about her that's not safe. And the closer we got, the more she was like bouncing around, becoming animated. And oh, it was boy. just like, I'm about ready to pull over and call the police. This is the fourth time this has happened, where I'm like, I, I don't feel safe. I'm I'm thinking about pulling over and calling the police. And I'm thinking, it's 12 minutes. I have 12 minutes before. And um, just... <sighs> We passed the turn because, for whatever reason, the address of the GPS was incorrect. And as we got close, as soon as we got closer, she ripped off like a layer or two of clothes. And she had this fucking costume on, and she put on this this mask that made her look like a satanic, demented chipmunk or something. Oh, boy and i'm and i swear i there uh, there was this loud pitching scream all of a sudden and i'm like i'm screaming like a giggly bitch oh jeez and as soon as i got to you know the emissions i said the emissions is over there and she got out with all and she was bounding a bouncing up and down like fucking Roger Rabbit from Who Framed Roger Rabbit and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, I'm like, what the fuck was that? And it was like, and it was like, did she, and the smell, and like, did she leave a shit stain in the back of the Ford Flex? Not the Ford Flex. Oh. Did she leave a shit stain in the back of my wife's Honda? Oh, geez. So I called Carol and I said, I'm fi- I'm done. I am, I'm fucking done. I mean, it was, it was like, I mean, Jesus. I mean, she, I mean, she's probably like, like a young girl in her twenties. Oh, jesus and talking about how you know how her parents are you know take care of her and the thing she was talking to her boyfriend about just have your parents you know hire a staff so they'll they'll they'll, they'll clean up the bathroom and stuff like that like my parents do i just shit in the bed and they 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 take care of it whether or not you know, they want to or not, because that's what they're paid to do. Just like the sick sort of like in the and the you know a, the scat fetish and all like that. And I'm kind of like, I'm about ready to fucking throw up. Like that shit is normal. Jeez. What do what do you say to that? And it was like, oh, and so, um. Once in a while, I, I, I talked to um, this, this healthcare professional who mm-hmm. deal, you know, and um, she's a friend, she's a friend of a friend and I had talked to her about this and I, and I had said, you know, and I, what happened, my reaction to it and how it was like, it was, it was terrifying. It was just this sort of like it was out of a it was like a nightmare. It was like a living nightmare. And yeah, you know, um, and I asked her, and you know, um and her, and her name's Christine, and I hope she isn't pissed when I when I when I talk about this, when I mentioned the conversation I had with her. And she said, Oh no, this is the death of society. This society's fucking this society is dead. we we're, we we're, the, the thing is is that society is dead there's we we lost the pulse and no, we've just forgot to tell the corpse because there's a combination of things that she's seeing like a normalcy of inappropriate behavior bordering on mental illness normalization of certain fetishes is now commonplace common practice um and you can't judge anybody um right and-, and that's that's that's
1: something that at the risk of sounding um unenlightened for lack of a better term yeah. um that's something that we really need to look at i mean there's one thing uh, where it comes to being willing to accept other people. It's another thing when you're being unwilling to acknowledge that other people need help. Yeah. Psychologically. Um, the mental health situation in this country is, is yeah very complex. It's drastically understaffed. First of all, yeah. Um, there are a lot of people who don't believe in it. There are a lot of people who, put too much stock in it, Um, it's just, it's really kind of hard to pin down because we had all of that crap that happened in the fifties where they ended up closing a lot of those mental institutions. And now you've got a lot of people out on the street who you're counting on them to be self-reliant to an extent in that they're able to take their own meds, that they're able to show up to their own appointments. Yeah. And some of them just, it's beyond them. You know, so now you're putting that burden on their relatives, which is affecting that relative's way of life. You know, I mean, it's just, it's really, there's no simple answers. There really is. There's nothing we can, there's no way we can explain this away as being, okay, this is a development of society that... Um, we kind of need to expect and respect and all this other kind of stuff because the truth is we don't know if it's detrimental to society or not. We really don't.
0: Well, I think the issue is is that um, y- y- there are so many documentaries about why mental institutions had to close because of just uh, horrible abuses, right? That are and and. Um, during the 1980s under Ronald Reagan, so many of these mental institutions had been closed. Yep. Um, and there's no place for these people to go. And where there are places to go, they have limited beds and people cannot stay for a limited amount of time. And there's also the whole notion of the stigma Be, um, with mental health issues. I, I had a, a couple of traumatic issues that I had to deal with. I, I went to see, you know, a therapist and the therapist had said, you know, you're not crazy because you came in <laughs> looking for help.
1: Yeah, just the ability to acknowledge that you need help is an indication that you're not
0: too far gone. We're playing this crazy game of Catch-22, whereas we stigmatize the people who go for help but we stigmatize the people who don't go to help look the, the woman who was sitting in the back of my car reeking of baby diarrhea acting well, first of all
1: there, there's a there is a genuine health concern there yeah there's that's that's a genuine health concern you can't have someone like that dealing with people in society because they may be carrying a disease, they may be spreading a disease. That's that's dangerous. It's dangerous because that is an incubation for the next black plague. Yeah. And I again, I'm not a microbiologist. I don't understand vi- virology or any of that kind of stuff. I'm not c- claiming to be an expert in any of that. But you don't have to be an expert in that to realize that someone who's sitting in their own shit long enough is going to come up with a new disease that we don't know what it is and don't know how to deal with. And if that person is walking around dealing with other people like any normal member of society, they're spreading that. They're contaminating everybody. Yeah. What's the answer? I don't know. That is for the professionals to determine. And honestly, we need to start listening to the professionals. But there's also a contributing factor to that is people only want to listen to the professionals that they agree with. Right. And even in, even in otherwise sound scientific study areas, largely there is an opinion that if you stray from that opinion, you are no longer considered a valid member of that society. Right.
0: Like you're, you're not allowed to, your opinions. Yeah. You're not allowed to say I am really concerned about this.
1: Right. You're not allowed to dissent from the majority opinion. And that I think is more dangerous because you know, look at the dangerous people in history that have dissented from the majority opinion and where they got us, you know, people yeah. like Copernicus. Yeah. And Galileo and um to an extent, Leonardo da Vinci. And, you know, I mean, all of these dangerous minds that yeah. have absolutely completely destroyed our society. Yeah. Maybe we should be playing more credence to the people that are saying, that are raising the flag and saying, hey, look, there is something to be concerned about here. Yeah. Now, I, I looked up a little bit on Sam Harris, and Sam Harris is, is one of those, he's an anti-religion person.
0: Yeah, I know, I know, but the thing, some of the so things, some of the things, yeah.
1: So, so there's a problem with that, where he's saying, you know, basically, religion is 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 over and done with. We shouldn't have religion anymore. I'm sorry, I realize you're a neuroscientist. scientist. I realize you are a professional psychologist, but really, you're advocating for complete elimination of religion.
0: I think that one of the things that had
1: harming his credibility, as far as I'm
0: concerned. Well, there, yeah, because, because now he's
1: imposing his own view, sure. people and claiming it for
0: scientific reasons. Because that's that's a problem with a lot of the these conversations that we have and we talk about. Whereas he had he had a lot of interesting things to say about how kids. Are, <sighs> Young people are not allowing themselves to grow up, and they're using excuses not to grow up. Yeah, does did the economy suck for a while? Yeah, but how is it that everybody else was able to make it, and survive and thrive during the past eight years, and you're not? Right. How can we? And that's not-
1: where that's something that you and I have discussed both on and off. Mike is the lack of personal accountability and yeah. personal responsibility that is growing in our society. Right. Largely, we are absolving people of their own personal accountability, their own personal responsibility. At some point, we do have to realize that if you've made a decision and that is a bad decision, you have to reap the benefits of yeah. that bad decision. Yeah. Because if you make a good decision, you get to reap the benefits of that good decision. You know, that is where a lot of people say that you know capitalism is a bad thing, and it certainly can be but one thing you have to say about capitalism is you it is a of a system of mobility yeah if you have a good idea and you're smart enough and yes luck does play into this as well you can drag yourself up from the deepest hole of society and become yeah. something something great and beneficial to society yeah you know i mean you look at the modern day, like Ben Carson, for example, is a guy who grew up in the inner city.
0: Yeah,
1: dealt with a lot of adversity in his life, a lot of racism, a lot of right, um, classism, and all of this. And now is one of the foremost neurosurgeons in the entire world. Yeah, does that mean he's a good politician? I don't know. I like some of the things he said, but not everything. Yeah, but you can't deny, and this is where people piss me off because of yeah. their politics. They were trying to say that, no, no, he did not grow up poor. He did not grow up right. in the inner city. He's lying about that. And while these same people are saying that, they're also upholding Colin Kaepernick, who was raised in a white by a white family in a predominantly white neighborhood, in an affluent white neighborhood, and was given all of the white privilege in the yeah. world, and now he's claiming he's a victim of racism. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sorry, you can't have it both ways. You can't downplay ben carson and then hold up colin kaepernick as a as, as a representative of everything good in the world you just you can't do that there's a and that's part of that personal responsibility you have to be aware of the people that you're praising and why you're praising them yeah did colin kaepernick do a brave thing by by kneeling down at the national anthem in order to raise awareness of something
0: yeah yeah but
1: does that mean he's guaranteed a job no no Especially when his, from, again, I'm not a sports guy, but from what I understand, his performance was subpar for a starting quarterback. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can't, you can't say we're going to protect you from all of the harm in the world because we can't. It doesn't
0: work like that.
1: We, there's no way we can. You know, you can't. We can't guarantee that every child is not going to be a victim of some form of harassment, whether that's bullying by peers or uh, harassment of society through some form of racism or bigotry in some way, shape, or form. We can't guarantee that. Yeah. Because in order for us to do that, we would have to give up every freedom we have and every freedom we hold dear. And even if we were to do that, Look at the societies that have done that. None of them have been able to successfully eliminate any of those things either. No. In communist Russia, there was racism. There was bigotry.
0: And everybody had to work their asses off. <laughs>
1: and, and very few people got the benefit of that. And it wasn't the people that were working their asses off. So,
0: so you I, know. And here we go. We'll get going off topic here. The issue I think all of us have is that we have people in society who are i think are not well. Right. There are people who are mentally ill. And something that should be a hobby is turned into a lifestyle. And that right. that lifestyle has to be embraced and celebrated at the workplace where it has no no business being. You if you're a stamp collector, you should not have a special bathroom because you're a stamp collector. Right. You know, if you if you're a furry, you self-identify as an anthropomorphic animal, you do not get to have a a litter box in the restroom. Right. You know, it, there are some things that we can all agree. Yeah, you you, you know, my my wife and I were talking about this as as an example in the 1940s, 50s and 60s, huge corporations had to take half of their bathrooms and cut them in half. And on half the doors, they had to put men. And on the other half, they had to put women. And that was a great thing because women were starting to enter the workplace. The idea that you're going to take all the bathrooms and now you're going to cut them into like thirds. One third, you're going to have men. Another third, you're going to have one for women, one for men, and one for furry? I don't think so. At some point, we, what point is society going to come and say, enough, okay?
1: I think we're reaching that point. I think we're we're seeing that starting to come about now where people are saying, okay, look, enough is enough. Um, We can understand, for example, homosexuality. We can right. understand that that is, you know, that is the way people are and it's not detrimental to society but when you want when you have people that have to dress in a costume to bring out their quote unquote true self that's that's taking it a bit far yeah. when you're taking aspects of society and wanting to change them and let's face it a litter box is not the most sanitary thing in the world
0: yeah ask us and we know
1: any cat owner knows that yeah so at some point we have to say for the public health you're not getting that period you're just not getting that for the public sanity you're not getting that either You can do what you want behind closed doors but when it comes to coming out in society and dealing with the public you are limited in the demands that you can impose upon society as a whole for equal treatment and equality and that's in some ways unfortunate but in other ways it's a necessity of society right again going back to homosexuality and racism right which the two are different things to some extent right Um, But at the same time, it just is inane to think that you need to have a separate bathroom for black people or Hispanic people or Asian people. You could just have one bathroom. Everyone goes to the bathroom the same way. If you want to eliminate gender-specific bathrooms and just have one unisex bathroom with stalls everywhere, fine. That's okay. I don't have any objection to that. but at the same time we have to be willing to recognize that that is also creating a potentially dangerous yeah. situation yeah where you're going to have people that are going to use that that circumstance for their own gratification of, at the cost of other yeah. people yeah you know and that's we have to determine wh- how much of our freedoms are we willing to give up for a perception of security yeah how much of our free, how much are we willing to accept as appropriate behavior in our society yeah and that's not something the government honestly in my opinion should be deciding that is something that people should be deciding and then telling the government how to behave I, I just and it doesn't yeah. seem to be that's what's going on right
0: now. yeah so, so I, I mean, I, it's complex, <laughs> and I knew that this is. I knew that this is going to be a controversial topic, and I knew, and I know in advance people are going to say, "Why are you picking on these people?" And I think that there's got to be a point when we said, "Stop." I think I think that we've crossed a line here trying to accommodate everybody's quote lifestyles. I think th- I think this is the line that we're gonna dr- that they're drawing so anyway yeah um and 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 honestly i think we're starting to see that
1: we're starting to see people push back on that um there's still enough of an activist mentality out yeah. there that are trying to push back and make those people look like the bad guy yeah but at the same time i also think that there's that there's a growing number of people who are saying okay 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 enough no. is enough no. yeah we're willing to accept certain things but you've got to go through the process. And when you have people like the, the, the homosexual community pushing back and saying, look, we've done the groundwork. We've gone through the pain. We've gone through living in the shadows, having to deny who we were, yeah, having yeah. to do all of these horrible things that we've had to do for decades. You don't get to jump on our coattails. Yeah, And they have every right to do that yeah. as a society, as a group. They have every right to decide who they include in that group and
0: who oh, they absolutely. do not. Absolutely. Hey, listen, we've we've talked this topic to death here, and I, <laughs> I want to get into some actual funny para- paranormal news. Um, oh, I like the funny stuff. You like the funny stuff. Yeah. This is from a website, littlethings.com. Woman who married a 300-year-old pirate ghost reveals that they're splitting up. I thought it would last... <laughs> I, I'm 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 amazed.
1: Now, is this the same couple that we had talked about um, a few months ago?
0: Yeah, I think it is.
1: Because she that's wa- just she wanted she wanted to have clear. the
0: ghost's baby,
1: and the ghost wasn't having it. Yeah, you know it's funny how a pirate doesn't seem to want to own up to his responsibilities. I mean, that's shocking. Who would have figured that?
0: Well, I think that Sidney Ridley here had really nailed this. Um, ha- and uh, Sidney Ridley really wrote, long distance transdimensional relationships hardly ever work out. By the way, Ghost is not politically correct. He is an ecto-American. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love it. <laughs> Alright. William Jackson shared this link. Witness Air Force confiscated hard drives relating to Tic Tac UFO. This is from UFO And I looked at it and Doug looked at it, heard about it. And I don't think that there's any real hard evidence that this happened the way it did. You want to know why there's no hard evidence? Because they took, the, they hard, took tri- the hard drive. Yeah. Yes, they took the hard drives. Ding, ding, ding. Um, I'm going to give this story. Um, I'm going to give it a definite. Yeah, it's possible. I think it. It's something really. Reading the whole thing and reading. This is a lengthy article, and you can find it on our Facebook uh, group page for the Metaphysical Connection. Um, Facebook.com/slash/groups/slash/the/metaphysical/connection uh, no i'm i'm giving this a possible to probable ranking i think that this definitely um i think that this definitely uh probably happened or they probably caught something on the radar that they don't want us to know what are your thoughts on the story
1: well anything dealing with ufos is obviously something that is possible right because we don't know what's out there we really don't we know a little right we have a, a basic understanding but i've i think even neil degrasse tyson will say we yeah. are scratching the iceberg the tip of the iceberg on what's out there and what could be out there we don't know yeah we don't understand what the upper limits of technology could possibly be we just don't know so is it possible that the government went in somewhere and stole a whole bunch of hard drives because there was information about a ufo that they didn't want people knowing about absolutely yeah could also have been the men in black yeah yep yeah who knows those things could actually exist and we don't know about it no but it makes an awesome movie
0: it would (laughs) Uh, I I do think that Steven Spielberg probably made a movie, something similar to this. I think I'm getting a wicked case of deja vu here. This is a story that dated way back, came across my uh, news feed. And I thought this would be interesting to talk to you about for like, I just want to spend five minutes on this. This is from Ranker.com a young man was riding on a Greyhound bus when a stranger decapitated him and ate his flesh. I don't think all of his flesh...
1: Well, this was the one that was up in Canada, right?
0: I think it was. And apparently this has been confirmed. It is is it it is a story that apparently actually did happen.
1: Not only did it happen, but the guy who cannibalized this kid was recently released.
0: Yeah harkens back to another thing that we talked about earlier in the show here Doug Palumbo yeah. gave us a couple of links to um a couple of links to the killing of Tim McLean and apparently uh yeah this nutcase was released from a mental institution and uh, and did this horrible thing I thought this was a nice story for for Valentine's Day or Mother's Day um for I'm like, uh, what's the name of this store? This news go dupe dates. I'm not sure what that is. Or is it God dupe dates? I'm not sure. Four year old tells his mom that he will wait for him. A oh, four, God a, updates. A, a, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, right. Four year old tells mom he will wait for her in heaven and then passes away. That's just a sad story i think it's sweet It, i think it's sweet too and
1: that actually reminds me of my mother's parents who when my meme my mom's mom yeah. passed away yeah she had diabetes she got into a bicycling accident and they had to amputate her foot because as i don't know if you know but with diabetes yeah. there's tends to be problems with healing because the blood's not yeah um carrying all the nutrients it needs, right, uh, for lack of a better right or deeper understanding, Yep. Uh, and they took her they took her um and basically what was happening was her flesh was necrotizing her yeah. was dying, and they couldn't keep ahead of it. they kept thinking they would, they were ahead of it, and they amputated her leg all the way up to her hip, and there was nothing more they could do after yeah. that. what are you gonna do? amputate the waist, so yeah. My mom's mom was in the hospital, and she was she was in pain and she was suffering. And my mom's dad kissed her and said, "You go home to Jesus, Rosie. I'll be along when yeah. I'm ready." Yeah. And she passed away within a half hour. Yeah. You know, so things like that do happen. Yeah. Um. And I understand that that's anecdotal, but it's still. It's yeah. It's part of my family history, yeah. so, yeah, I, I I like hearing things like that. There's some element of choice that we have in getting better or passing away. Yeah, and also, I think really honestly, the the best benefit of religion is giving us comfort in yeah. the loss of loved ones.
0: Cause life and so. death. Yeah, life and death is scary. Well, it is. It is. Next story here from the from of all places CNBC. So you know it's real. Um how to rewire your brain for massive success according to neuroscience and I looked at this website here. And it's how to how to retrain yourself to think your way for success. Um engage in brain aerobics. Uh Find fresh ideas. Um, we don't have a fresh See, idea store near me. I, I, I don't think so, anyway. Um, envision- sure you do. It's called The Woods. Um, oh, okay. Envision the person you want to become. Unless, of course, that person is a furry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I I envision myself as Batman,
1: you know? <laughs> oh, no. Come on. You lie. You Deanna Jones, let's be honest. Yeah,
0: let's be honest here. I do think that (laughs) I envision myself as Batman. I (laughs) I imagine somebody is reading this and they're saying, oh, it's CNBC. CNBC. Envision the person you want to become. The next day they show up to work. I'm Batman. (laughs) (laughs) There
1: is something. there's something about actualization, which yeah. is really what they're talking about. And I really that,
0: shouldn't be joking about it because it, it does work.
1: It, it To an extent, it does. To an extent, it does. Because you can envision something all you want. If the rest of the universe is envisioning you not doing it, then you ain't doing it. It's <laughs> uh, really what it boils down to. You know, I can envision myself being able to pick up a house and fly across the street, but gravity has a lot more envisioning power than I do.
0: Gravity's a bitch so, and shitting on your dreams. But you, could you yeah. just could you just imagine like some kid showing up to a, a job at a restaurant and like in a big, huge rubber bat costume and says, I'm not the dishwasher you want, but I'm the dishwasher, I'm the dishwasher you need. <laughs> <laughs> Jay stole my <laughs> joke. We're simpatico, brother.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: we've known that for a while. <laughs> yeah. uh, number four. I,
1: I've often, I've often wondered about that. I yeah. mean, as a as a creative concept, what would happen if say say someone could teleport, for example? Right,
0: I'm doing it right you now. <laughs> Have you
1: heard? Of, you've heard of the James of James Randi, right? Yes. And James Randi, for those who don't know, is he's a psychic skeptic. Yeah. He does. He firmly does not believe that there is any evidence of psychic ability whatsoever to the extent he has created the Randy prize where he will give, I think it's up to $2 million now to anyone who can prove definitively that they have psychic ability and you have to be willing to be tested under the Rand, the Randy Institute's standards. And there's been a lot of people that have tried and none have gotten it so far. Yeah. So I would love to see someone actually go in there and just knock it all out of the park. Just bam, 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 bam. I would love to see that. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. No, I I
0: I don't. I don't. There's a part where we're just like, no, this is it. This is basically the idea of seeing... um, You know the thing is, is that I think that we're just waiting and waiting for, um, we're waiting for something transformative to see, and we think that we're we might actually see something within our lifetime. And there's just like no, no. I you know there are times I think that we'll we'll. uh, We'll get evidence of um, uh, the hereafter before we see Indiana Jones 5 in the movie theaters with the latest news <laughs> that we just heard but I I don't there's a moment where I think after all the podcasts that I've done I, I think that whoever they are the great grand they out there yeah. somewhere are they're suppressing information I don't, there's some things that I don't think I've given up hope in thinking that we're gonna see any of that. How did I get on that? Um, But yeah, no, focus on, and according to the CNBC in this article, um, I didn't realize until a second ago, it's from a year ago. I wonder if it's, I wonder if this is uh, still, uh, um, uh, still timely information. Focus on your long-term goals. Um, Shift to an exponential mindset. Okay, all right. I'm shocked that this is on CNBC. It's on their make it section of their podcast. Okay. So we wasted 15 minutes on that, that we didn't need to waste on. Okay. (laughs) Well, no,
1: I think there's something to it. I think there's something to um, applying yourself because part of actualization is believing and bringing something to come to pass. And a key component of that, that a lot of people forget is knowing and acknowledging what you have to do to make it come to pass. So I can acknowledge myself being a millionaire, but what I have to do to become a millionaire is I've got to either come up with a product that everyone wants, or I've got to start a company that's able to provide a service everyone wants, something like that. So I can actualize that by coming up with the steps and then fulfilling each one of those steps to getting to that end goal. And that's all part of what actualization is, is actually putting in the mental energy into the research to know what it is you've got to do to achieve your goal. Yeah. And then just following the map that you've laid out and being able to make changes to that path as necessary should any changes need to be made. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, just because it's CNBC doesn't mean we have to throw the concept out with the bathwater. You know? No, I,
0: mean. I, I do think that it's like you just got caught up in a fluff piece. Here is, um, just a, I just want two minutes on two seconds on this. Two minutes, two seconds. Uh, Indus Valley civilization may predate Egyptian pharaohs, and this is just another confirmation of we keep finding older and older lost civilizations um that push back human civilization start date that I that I find is amazing um
1: yeah I think we don't know we we know some of our human history we don't know all of it we don't know the full extent of it They're still finding out things about the celts, for example that they didn't know um I think we're gonna find out that, Eventually we're gonna realize that human civilization is a lot older than what we had thought.
0: Yeah.
1: Um it's gonna be a while before I think archaeology catches up with that and is willing to admit that they've been wrong on certain things. Yeah. I don't know if the Egyptians are the oldest civilization. No, I they, don't know. No, we're past that. Now. Um is there something that predates the Babylonians? There could be that yeah. we just haven't found yet. Yeah. But I like the idea that there are things we don't know. There are things we can we still need to find out. No. Yeah. I just really like that. I'm just hoping we find Atlantis, because I think that would be fucking cool would as hell. Be.
0: That would be. Here is the last story I think we should touch upon before uh, before I sign off, because I have some work to do. Um Oh, I hate that. Um FDA blocked suicide warning for antidepressants for 20 years and this is kind of like I i don't know if I'm going to actually go ahead and say this is um absolute but there is um Selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor antidepressants hit the market in 1988. Immediately reports of intense suicidal thoughts and actions while taking these drugs begin to flood uh, into the FDA. Yeah, the FDA here. And um, I read this entire story here. It's an interesting read. We're going to link to it on um, um, our, our, our show page. Uh, Jay, uh, I, I uh...
1: so one thing we need to remember about antidepressants is yeah. part of the reason why you take an antidepressant is when you are depressed, you are unmotivated right? and you can't do things. Yeah. And I think it's important to realize that it's can't not won't. Yeah. You want to do things, but you can't because you can't get the motivation going yeah. and people have not been through depression or have not seen it. Yeah seen a loved one or a close close someone close to them experience it don't really understand that it's not a simple matter of we'll just get up and do it because yeah, they, yeah. they literally do not have the ability to yeah. motivate themselves to do it yeah they know in a lot of cases that they can't that they they need to do that so when they take these antidepressants what it's doing is it's in inhibiting the processes in the brain that cause that lack of motivation, that yeah. sense of complacency. So if you're having suicidal thoughts and it's your lack of motivation that's preventing you to act on it, and then you take an antidepressant, what's gonna happen? You're gonna see an increase in those suicidal thoughts. Yeah. And you're going to have the motivation to actually carry it yeah. out. So I used to joke about, well, if you're taking antidepressant and you're feeling suicidal, guess what? It's not working. Yeah. Truth is just the opposite. It yeah. is working. Yeah. Because it's dealing with that part of depression that prevents people from having the motivation to actually take action on things. Yeah. And you have to do that if you want to live in today's world. Let's be honest. You you, you can't you can't not have a job. You can't not be able to go to work. Especially if you're if you're a parent and you have kids. You have to be able to provide for your family, right? So you, people take these these antidepressants so that they can go th- through their work, and you should never be taking any of those drugs in a vacuum. No, you should always be seeing and under the care of a professional, a health, a mental health professional. And you need to be able to keep up with your appointments. And there's a lot of people out there who once they get that, they're like, oh, I can work now. I don't need to go through the therapy. Nope. Yes, you do. It doesn't work yes, like that. Do. Because it's the therapy that's going to be able to get you past those suicidal thoughts. Yeah. Now that you have the motivation to do things. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Funny how when you read the entire
0: label, it actually makes sense. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, I think that that's the whole thing. We brought this thing whole full circle. It's like if you need help, you need to go get it, but we also need this like I think we do have to restore some normalcy. I just don't know how far we need to go in in doing that. And I and I know it sounds crazy. I know it sounds hypocritical on my part, but I do. I honestly think that we have to start looking at um you know, society and say, are we killing society by not addressing these These issues talking about depression talking about being motivated and if you're not motivated why why aren't you motivated those kind of things and and go from there
1: and we need to also you alluded to this earlier we need to not stigmatize people who are going through it and not getting attention and the people who are going through it and getting attention because we tend to do both which is really kind of fucking psycho if you think about it yeah oh you can't do that oh what are you doing doing that um why aren't you doing that you know i mean we we can't you can't tell people they you you need to go get help oh you're getting help for that why are you getting help for that yeah it's just so fucking bipolar and, and it's just unhelpful yeah maddeningly unhelpful
0: yeah it is it is well, Jay, I'm going to let you go, and uh, I have some other things that I, I hate to do. this. I need to get this up online and uh, take care of a couple of other things, and I will keep you posted as to All some right. of the other developments that we're, we're, we're following. That sounds good to me, man. Right. As always, let me know if you need any help. Oh, of course. I, I, I need a lot of help. Hey, do you know where I can get some serotonin uptake inhibitors? No.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> as a matter of fact, turn off the mic. <laughs>
2: This has been the Metaphysical Connection podcast from the Fedora Chronicles Network. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, Google Play, or Player FM. You can find our podcast via your Apple, Android, or Windows devices using those services and more. If your favorite podcast service or program doesn't feature us, let us know by shooting us an email via info at thefedorachronicles.com. You can be a part of the Metaphysical Connection by subscribing to the Fedora Chronicles Network on Twitter through at Fedora Chronicle. There you will find jazz era counterculture, vintage threads, lost history, conspiracies, the paranormal, and space news. You can also join our Facebook group at facebook.com, groups, the Metaphysical Connection. Both platforms are great ways to join our growing community, connect with other friends of the show, and find out what's coming up in next week's episode. Most importantly, you can support the show by hitting the Patreon button on all of our show pages, metaphysicalpodcast.com. Patreons of the show get specials such as getting the podcast a day before the rest of the audience, heads up about future episodes, and other exclusives. Want some Metaphysical Connection swag of your own? Get your own damn Metaphysical Connection coffee mugs, t-shirts, keychains, and barbecue aprons at our Zazzle page. My house is full of them. Yours should be too. Find them at www.zazzle.com slash fedorachronicles. Don't forget to check out our show sponsor, the Trinity Whip Company. Traditionally made kangaroo whips, top quality craftsmanship, in form as well as function. Handcrafted by Blake Brunning. Find his products at www.trinitywhipco.com. This is Carol Fisk thanking you for listening and signing off. Until next time, keep your chin up and your bra, excuse me, fedora on.